Hey guys, this episode covers a book that is very dark and serious. Even though there are no gruesome details, there are triggering topics such as underage sexual assault, prostitution, suicide, and more. This is a beautiful redemption story based on Christian topics. However, we gave this an age limit of 16 years or older. Hello, you're listening to Worth the Read podcast. My name is Sarah. And I'm Shannon. We're sisters who love to read. So whether you're a hopeless romantic or fantasy fanatic, you've come to the right place. We retell and review clean stories filled with high stakes, swooning moments, mysteries, plot twists, and oh, so much drama. But in the end, we only have one question to answer. Is this book worth the read? Listen to find out and don't forget to subscribe. So I am so excited because we've been wanting to do this podcast for so long. We have a special guest today, uh, and it's my sister-in-law, Manny. Hi. We're so excited to have you. The reason we were wanting to have Manny on, well, we wanted to have her on because you've been a, an avid reader for longer than I have. Like, you've been... Yeah, I'm like Matilda. Just love to read. <laughs> all the time. And... Shannon, there's this particular book that I read, and Shannon like refused to read. Shame on you, Shannon. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, she just wouldn't read it, but Manny read it, and so I'm like, okay, Manny, you come on the podcast. Shannon's here. She's listening to it, and she will like kind of ask any questions that you we she has as we tell the story. Um, Wait, you still haven't read this book? Yeah. Yeah, you haven't? No, yeah, I haven't read it. Oh that was the gosh. whole point, so it's like, <laughs> you guys get to tell me about okay. it, and then I can ask questions in real time, so. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the pressure is on now. Okay, but really quick, because we love love stories, like, one thing when we started this podcast, we said, any book that we read has to have romance in it, because that's the only kind of book that I read. I love the romance. I have to have the romance in it, but... I, we want to know really briefly, like, what is your love story? How did you meet? She married the oldest brother of um, my husband's side of the family. So yes. she married the oldest. I married the middle. And then someone else married the youngest. But how did you meet? We actually met in middle school. We were in band together. But we weren't really friends when we were in band because my, I played the flute. This is so weird. But when we were in middle school, the flutes couldn't talk to the saxophones because they were not cool. Um, <laughs> They were just brats because there was just two of them, so they thought they were super amazing. So I actually never talked to him in middle school. I just knew who he was. But, yeah, I just – I loved him since then. And then in high school, I, like, saw him again, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's the boy that I love. <laughs> and then we started dating a few – like, a year later, and then, yeah, that's it. He's my high school sweetheart. So yeah. that's a super fast synopsis of our love. <laughs> it's cute. It is cute. <laughs> it's fun. I remember you say – you told us, like – you were in band and there he was doing role one day and oh, said his last name and okay. you're like who no okay so if you guys really want to know in detail i mean i usually tell the story but so we were taking a playing test and our band teacher was like okay david van buskirk your turn and i was like what a weird last name so i turned around and i was like oh <laughs> the heavens were like that's the one like, yep that's the one <laughs> But I had that moment again. So I was when I was in high school. Um, I was I had signed up for band, but then I was like, I'm going to quit band because I don't want to do band in high school. Who wants to do band in high school? Apparently, I did. But um, <laughs> we were one of my friends was like, just come to a practice, like not a big deal, like no pressure. I was like, okay, fine, I'll come to practice. And there was this one part. Um, 
and I was like in the back of the, on the back of the field, and I guess the saxophones would cross the whole field, and then I was like, oh, there he is! I was like, it's just meant to be. I'm gonna marry that boy, and I did. That's so funny. <laughs> it's so cute. I love that story. All right, so today's book is called Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers. Francine Rivers, and. When I first heard about this, I saw there was like an ad for a movie coming out and it was said it was based on a Christian romance novel. And I was like, oh great, I wanna, it's Christian, that's great, I wanna look it up. Looked it up, there were so many reviews. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna buy it, I'm gonna do it. And then I didn't realize what kind of story it really was until I got into it and then I couldn't put it down. And when I was telling Manny and my sister Shannon about this, I was like, it, it literally ripped my soul out. Like, it's so like, it shatters you. It shatters you, <laughs> yes. And we do have to say a couple of disclaimers, especially like, would you? When would you let your daughter read this story? Manny has a daughter, and mm-hmm. so she's pretty cute. Um, <laughs> I don't not till she's older. Yeah, like what age yeah, do you think? Maybe is like it? teenage ages. Like, like 16, sixteen and older. Yeah. Okay, so just as just so any parents or any girls listening, like you probably wouldn't want to read this until you're older, just because yeah. there's a lot of heavy. Uh, topics Topics, that are in here Um, it's based off of a it's it's about a prostitute really so it's about really heavy themes luckily though the way the author writes this it's not in detail at all so you don't have to worry about getting too much into detail she does it in a beautiful way the way she writes it really is incredible nothing graphic at all nothing graphic it's it's great I really the whole time like how is she doing this like how does she not say anything too graphic it's really amazing how she does it But anyways, it's about a prostitute. So to go over it, I'm going to read the synopsis on the back of the book. And I do this in all the podcasts, and I'm like, I shouldn't be doing it. Because every time I read it, I sound terrible. Like, I can't read. I don't know. I need to ask Shannon, do you want to read the back of the book? Sure. Okay, here. That way we can... You should have to read something, Shannon. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Okay. Okay, California's Gold Country, 1850, a time when men sold their souls for a bag of gold and women sold their bodies for a place to sleep. That's really sad. Angel expects nothing from men but betrayal. Sold into prostitution as a child, she survives but keeps her hatred alive. And what she hates most of the men who use her, leaving her empty and dead inside. Then she meets Michael Hosea, a man who seeks his father's heart in everything. Michael obeys God's call to marry Angel and love her unconditionally. Slowly, day by day, she defies Angel's every bitter expectation until, despite her resistance, her frozen heart begins to thaw. But with her unexpected softening come overwhelming feelings of unworthiness and fear. And so Angel runs. Back to the darkness, away from her husband's pursuing love, terrified of truth she no longer can deny. Her final healing must come from the one who loves her even more than Michael does. The one who will never let her go. It's based off of the scripture story. Of Hosea and his wife Gomer, who's... Unfaithful. Yeah. So it's based off of that story, which is so. Isaiah was a prophet, I guess. It's just what I read. I don't. Know. I've never heard, read the actual story of them. Okay, <laughs> we're really good Christians. Yeah, <laughs> I skipped right through it. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> okay, so let's start at the beginning. So that's the synopsis. We're going into the spoiler section. We're going to go talk about like the, what happens in the story. So if you don't want to have it spoiled for you, then you should leave at this point and then come back, but. Oh, I'm so excited. Yay, I am excited too. <laughs> so this takes place in 1850s. We start at the opening scene where the little girl, Sarah, she's the main character. Yes. She is little, six year old, and her mom, she lives with her mom and there's a maid there. And we find out that her dad 
she's her mom is pretty much the mistress on the side yes. and he comes to visit her every once in a while <laughs> scandalous <I know>. <laughs> and so she doesn't get to see her dad very often and the dad doesn't Dad didn't want her. No. He did not want Sarah to survive. He wanted the mom to get rid of the baby. Anytime he comes, he doesn't want to see her. But obviously, she doesn't know him, and she wants to see her dad. She's, like, excited every time she sees her dad. And every time that the dad comes, she notices that her mom is kind of, like, a mess afterwards, right? Like, she's kind of an emotional wreck, and she goes into the gardens, and she rips out flowers and stuff. She loves flowers she has a beautiful garden right yeah roses she loves roses she loves roses and she ends up like the mom rips them out because she's just like but he's a terror i don't know why she loves him (laughs) but he's awful and so every time he comes to visit her usually just to use her as a mistress and they have arguments over that she's like do you know what it's like to live and have everybody stare at me and my daughter and he doesn't care because one of the times he gets really mad because she tried to because usually she tries to hide um sarah she sends her out to play but one of the particular times which is when she went outside to rip all the flowers was she had dressed sarah really pretty in her favorite dress and she had put like jewelry on and then she had a little swan and she had so the the dad sends the mom may gifts may was giving sarah the gifts saying these are from your dad and so she was like sarah told the dad oh thank you for this little crystal yeah. gift yeah and he was like oh. angry and he was like you give my gifts to like her that i don't even want oh, her yeah. alive yeah. yeah and so then trauma she has to send her out and then i don't know what she tells her but so she so one of the times that just a brief just this she the poor girl has a terrible life like she has awful experiences the maid who works with her is cleo Cleo. and one of the times the dad comes the mom knows okay he really doesn't want to see her cleo take her away for a while so i can be with the guy who's awful Ah. and so cleo goes gets drunk at this other bar place hometown her hometown and she ends up going and sleeping with a guy and leaves Sarah in the hallway. Outside. It's, ah, and it's freezing cold. cold. So yes. she's sleeping ah. in the hallway cold. On the ground. In the dark. <laughs> and so she's sleeping with the guy and she's drunk and she's there all night. Oh, and he's gross because he was like, he's... she can come in too. Yeah. Ew. Awful. So anyways, so then she they come back and eventually the father disowns them, right? And like, doesn't... So that was the time that he disowned them, yeah. He disowned them. So then she has to start providing, the mom, May, has to start providing for her, her and her daughter. And so she has nothing else to do, but then she be, kind of prostitutes herself. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, because she tried to go back to her parents. Oh, and, and the... Yes. And dad said, I don't want anything to do with you guys because you have a bastard child Child. that's so sad so awful she has to survive on her own and the way she does it is through prostitution and um but her may get sick and eventually what is like she is i don't know she has but she gets sick and she eventually dies and so it's the uncle so i think it's it's the uncle what's his name rap his name is rap and that is may's new like Dude. Guardian. And, I, and he's kind of like her pimp. He's her first pimp, pretty much. He, they're together, but he, no, he doesn't. No, he he doesn't pimp. Like when guys go and visit her, like oh, he goes he, outside for May. For May, he's the first pimp for May. Oh so, yeah, well, I guess her only pimp right because then she dies. Yeah, so he's there for a little <laughs> bit, and then she dies. Yeah, so rewind. So yeah, he's there for May to pimp her out. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay. Is that his only purpose? Or I don't know so why he's they there. were together. So she just kind of went, and I think she he was providing yeah. quote unquote for her but that's how he would provide he would find her Got it. to to sleep, sleep with, with yeah. for money 
But yeah, I think Sarah called him. This is your like uncle, but his name is Rab. Rab. Okay. So eventually the mom dies and then he's like, well, what am I? He's like drunk all the time too. And then he's like, I don't know. I can't take care of a child. I don't want a child. And so he finds another big pimp dude and his name is Duke. And he's, he's well known mm-hmm. for his power and also everything that he does, which is awful. Cause he buys children into prostitution. Ew. Ew. Yeah. It's kind of sad because Rab thought he was, he thought that he was just it was like an adoption agency. Oh yeah, so Rab was clueless. He didn't yeah. know. So he takes so, her there. Yeah. But there's a girl there who works for the Duke. What's Sally. her name? Sally. Sally. And she sees him bring her and he says, she she says, don't bring her here, take her somewhere else. It's like she tries to stop it. Like but she tried to exactly her. tell him why, because you know, that's their cover is that they're an adoption yeah. agency. Yeah, no. And so he was like, <laughs> So then he takes Sarah and he's waiting for the Duke to come. The Duke always has like this guard with him or whatever, but they're in there. He meets him. Rab started drinking his alcohol that was there. The Duke didn't like that and kills him in front of Sarah. Has his guard guy kill him yeah. in front of Sarah. Rab she's there. Him, like, with a wire. <laughs> with a freaking wire, or yes. Something. Yeah. And oh my God. Yes. <laughs> it's terrible. Jeez. And then, so he dies and she's shocked and then sh- shook. Shooken? <laughs> <laughs> Shocked. You shook us. <laughs> so then he, right then, teaches her how to be a prostitute. Yes. The Duke does. To an eight-year-old girl. Yeah, it's so sad. It's so sad. The Duke is terrible. So then anyway, anyway. he's such a creep because, so, Rab had kind of, like, put a little bit of makeup on her so that she would, like, look extra pretty and clean. Mm-hmm. And the Duke actually, like, make, tells her, like, you can't wear any makeup. You have to look like a little girl. <gasps> and then... Yeah, it's sick. He's ill. Like, yes, ill is right. Yeah. Tanya rips her soul out. So then she grows up there and she saves up all of her money and she wants to escape. And Sally helps her escape because she's like, this is awful, you know, being this for so long. Obviously miserable. So then she escapes and Sally helps her escape. But the Duke ends up killing Sally for helping Helping her her. escape because she makes the most money for him because she's beautiful. Sarah. Sarah, yeah. Wow. So she's beautiful. She's yes. like the top prostitute girl. And she's still eight. Her. No, she's older by this point. Oh, okay. I think when she runs away, she's what, 16? Yeah, something. She's in her teens. Yeah. And by that time, the Duke isn't really using her as his personal person because she's too old now because she doesn't look little anymore. I know. Oh, gross. And so that's when, that's when he starts actually like letting other people prost- like yeah. use her. <gasps> yes. Oh, yeah. Should we say that? But that doesn't get revealed till later, right? That's true. Is it? It doesn't. Okay. Okay. Anyways. <gasps> and that's kind of like what did her over, right? Isn't that why she decided to... To leave? Is it wasn't that it? Because oh, when know. she realized it was her dad and she actually did it with him and she was like, oh, she... Yeah. Her I, her real father ah! comes in. She recognizes him and she wants to get back at him and that's how she For does it. For her mom. Yeah. Because she says it's his fault. So yeah. She's like... And then she reveals it to him and he, he kills himself. He kills himself. The, the dad came yeah. as a for customer. a night. Because her dad, that her birth dad sense. was like really rich. And so the Duke was finding people who had money. And so he found the dad. Okay. But he didn't, the Duke didn't, the Duke didn't know that was the dad. No. But when he found out, he thought it was hilarious. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, he deserved that. Oh my gosh. Ew. Oh, that, so much trauma. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and it, she, the, the way she writes this story is just, you get why she's so broken. She is so broken because yeah. of some, and we're not even done. No. Okay. This is just, this is just the beginning. beginning. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Why'd you continue reading? <laughs> I almost did it. But like, I, there's points in the you story like where hate I hate sad books. I do hate sad books, but like, there, I was saw because of the way 
she that's what's so beautiful about this book is because she learns to love herself through like her relationship with god she develops that but it's hard it's just hard for her to get through all that but anyways but you think when you're reading it you think like you keep reading because you think it's going to get better for her you're like it can't get any worse and you know it's a love story so you're like okay you're ready for the love story Yes. You're We're like, so stupid. You're like, it's coming, and it just doesn't. It does, though. Eventually, it doesn't for a while, but. Yeah, we're so <laughs> dumb. We just keep reading for that. We put ourselves through this just to get, yeah, it's, oh, what's wrong with us? But anyway, so she, she gets, she escapes. She gets onto a boat, and to make more money. Yeah, and she's from New York, and she's traveling all the way to, what, California? Cal- Why is she on a boat? Oh, she goes around the whole, I yeah, I guess that was the only train wasn't built yet. Yeah, <laughs> She's on a boat to California? It's <laughs> 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 weird. Wait, was she from New York? I don't know. I don't know. She, she gets on she's a boat. She's on a boat. Right? Yeah. <laughs> she's on a boat, and she's going to the Cal- West. The West, because she wants to start over. Well, she's on the boat. She's prostitutes there as well to get more money. And there's other pros- ladies on there. They get together and they're they like, get together. prostitute together because they're going to, the, they were saying, because it was just three ladies and the rest of the boat was full of All men. men. Yeah. And they're like, it's either we get them to pay for it or they're going to take it anyways. And well, so, you know, they, she thinks that they're like a little trio. But they are jealous of her. She makes the most money. Okay. There's only three women on this whole boat. On the whole boat, yeah. They're, they're going because they want to go for the gold. Like yeah. a lot of them are going for the gold. And I think it rush. was like, cause, yeah, because the miners were going over there. And so they were in, they just happened to like cop on the boat. The boat makes no sense. Why no, is I it a boat? Had, I well, because the, there wasn't any trains built at this time. The trans, uh, Transcontinental oh, Railroad was this built. this is until, older than So they had country. to go around the whole South America to go to the other side. Through like the Panama Canal? No, not the, all the way. So it's a long, it's weeks oh. of a trip. So anyway, she's on the boat. So she's prostitute. And um, when she gets off the boat, the two other girls beat her up and steal her money. And like... <laughs> <laughs> left her for dead. Left her. She was beat yeah. up. They weren't just stole like, her money. your money, but they're trying to kill her. Yeah. So she oh legit has nothing. So the only way she can make money is to go and do be a prostitute again. And she finds the Duchess. The Duchess finds her, right? Oh, yeah. The Duchess. All messed up. And she's like, I can help you. Well, yeah. yeah, and puts her, and she's the high, of course, the Again. next highest paid, like, prostitute. People will come and pay, line up for her. And so the Duchess, you know. It was rough times back then. Oh, my. Oh, man. <laughs> so she's in this place called Paradise. Paradise. And, um, <laughs> play on words. And, um, she Oh, heard- my gosh, wait. <laughs> No, I never, I was just like, no, I never, okay, well, there you go. <laughs> Is it spelled weird? Par- no, it's just P-A-I-R-A-D-I-C. Right. Paradise. paradise. But I paradise. Read it, paradise. So I'm like, oh, that's weird. They're spelling it so weird. But. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, anyways. I was too sad to notice. To notice that. <laughs> it's a little detail that doesn't matter. Um, anyway, so she's there. She's there, and she's pretty much under watch at all times by the guy who's Matt Madow, Matt. What's his name? Mao. I can't remember. I can never say it correctly. He's like the security guard, and he t- watches over Marijuana the girls. Or something. Hang on, it's in here. Let me find it. Anyways, there's a security guard there, and I'm, I'm sorry, I don't remember the name. He's He makes sure that the guys are leaving when it's their time to leave, and, and he makes sure. And, it, and anytime Angel goes out for a walk, which is rare, like she only gets to walk every once in a while, like go outside, he has to be with her, and he makes sure all the guys are away from her. And um, so he's like the bodyguard. Well, he's... An awful guy. She eventually, one of the, okay, I guess we can introduce Michael at this point. So she's going on her walk 
And Michael is this humble farmer, super good guy, is very religious. Sorry, real quick. So the setting of this, is it like a small California, like gold rush town? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's not like a big port town. No. No, no, okay. no. It's like really, like it's just barely starting to develop. It's mostly just the miners and then... Even like Michael, he's a farmer that comes in to town. Okay, so I'm picturing like a like a western town, yeah. straight up western. And so it's like they just have like tavern, like tavern and like a like a, a few little hotels. Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. some some okay. shops and stuff. And Michael comes into town with his. He's a farmer, so he brings in his crops. Magawan. 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 Yeah. Okay, so Magawan is the um the bodyguard for the Duchess. I like hate him. Okay, you will hate him too. Listen, so so anyway, so she's out with Magawan one time walking, and Michael sees her, and he's like, oh my gosh, she's beautiful. And the guy, one of, he's selling his fruits, or his vegetables yeah, too. to his friend, Joseph. His friend, who owns one of the stores, and he's like, oh, that's Angel, and she's a prostitute, and Michael's just smitten with her, and right when he's looking at her, like, he feels from, he feels like from God or from the spirit, that's her. Yeah. You need to marry her. And he's like, what? <laughs> She's a prostitute. Like, how in the world? And this happens a few times for him. Michael, yeah. like, he gets this really heavy prompting. He needs to marry her. And he's like, okay, well, I guess. I guess. So he, jo- his friend Joseph was like, listen, you don't make enough money. to You can't afford her. Like, she's so expensive. Yeah. And so he's like, you would literally have to take your whole month's worth of money to get her. And he, that's what he had to do. And so he does it. He yeah. has some gold that he had from mining and stuff when he first got there, I think. And Joseph thinks he's crazy. For Joseph thinks he's crazy, but he's like, I've been prompted so many yeah. times. I need to go. I need to go try. So he pays every time to go see her, does not do anything with her, even though she's like, She's annoyed with him. She's like, oh, just come on, let's get this over with. It's and like Moulin Rouge. Yeah, Moulin Rouge. I don't, I don't think I watched that movie. Me neither. I haven't yeah. seen But that. that's what she's like, why aren't you trying to do anything with me? And he's yeah. like, I just want to talk. And she's yes. like, mm. okay. <laughs> okay, so it's it is exactly Mike. like that. Then. Yeah, and then she has kind of like a pimp, but some other rich guy who wants, who's like trying to buy her and stuff. Okay. Oh, okay. So All right. Kind of sounds like that. Yeah. So he goes, every time he, do, he doesn't do anything, he just tries to talk to her, even though she's like trying, she's like, oh, yeah. And she's annoyed with him. And she's like, trying to seduce him she's mm-hmm. like taking off her clothes and like sitting funny like yeah. you know trying and he was like no yeah and he's just <laughs> yep and the other girls notice like who's this guy who keeps coming and seeing you and paying all this money he's cute and all this stuff and she's like oh you know that's just whatever and she's like i don't remember his name even though she does his name is michael so he keeps coming back well one time he then he kind of stops like he stops for a little bit but he he feels prompted to go yeah. right he's like i need to go well she does get mad though remember when one of the other prostitutes was like well if you don't want him i'll take him and she's like yeah go ahead i don't care but then when he had come in one of the times the other prostitute was kind of like trying to get at him and she was like staring like death death yeah so she does feel something for this yeah but he pushed her out of the way yeah he's like no i don't want you i want i want angel Mm -hmm. um so he so he like stops for a minute he's like i have like no more money and it's not working. Like he's praying to God and he's like, I, it's just not working. I don't know what else you want me to do. Like you want me to marry her, but there's nothing I do. Well, he feels like he needs to go see her. And so when he goes, we find out she wanted to leave and she approaches the Duchess and she's like, I want my money. I want you to pay me out the money that I, I, you owe me. Cause she, they get paid. Right. And I'm, I'm going to leave. But obviously the Duchess doesn't want her to leave because she makes the most money from her. Right. And she's been spending her money. Yeah, the Duchess yeah. has been, and they live like skimpily, all the prostitutes, but Duchess is like living lavishly. Of course. Of course. Like, they only get one glass of milk. 
Oh, like that's it. And whatever, like little bits food, of food, but yeah. That's sad. So one of the times, what happened? So why did Mal- so backstory Mal- real quick? Magawan or whatever his, I don't know how you say it, but he hates her because she's a brat. She's a brat, like, and so she gets away with a lot because the Duchess, she's the most high-paying person, and so the other prostitutes, when they're at a line, he gets to hit them, like he gets to beat them. But the Duchess is like, do not touch her because that's our money maker, mm-hmm. and so he never does, and she knows that, and so she's extra mm-hmm. rude to him, she too, and yeah. so he's like, you just wait, one of these days. One of He's been days, threatening her, yes, yeah. I'm going to get you. Oh, my gosh. And so the they, bodyguard guy. Yeah, the bodyguard. And so that day when she goes in there to talk to the Duchess, and the Duchess is like, no, I'm not going to give you the money. Um, there, You you have a debt to pay. And she was like, I've already pay, paid my debt kind of thing. And then she starts, the Duchess pretty much tells her, I'm not going to give you any money. And so she starts calling the Duchess old and fat. And Amazing. So, yeah. Which, and she's like, because look at you with, like, your bacon and eggs, and you're telling us that we don't have any money and we're, like, barely skipping by. And so then she kind of gets mad. And does she hit the, does the Duchess? So she throws and breaks something in her room, I think. Yeah. There's a reason. She starts, like, drinking or something, and she's not able to – so she needs to be taught a lesson because there's something that she does. I remember, yeah. Where she's not she behaving. Be- like, she's not following – the rules, right? Yeah, I thought she tried to slap the Duchess or something. Okay, so anyway, I can't remember. Yeah, we can't remember this part. Apologize for that, but she needs to be taught a lesson by the bodyguard. Oh and, no! And he's been waiting yes. for this, so he pretty much tries to drown her, beats her up, he beats her, her up. Yeah. yeah, he almost killed her, and eventually. Oh, so, he, she was drinking with one of the other. I think she was drink. She started getting drunk, and so she couldn't work, and so then he's so that oh, this she is did, like she did go back to her room. You're right. You're right. She went back to her room. Yeah, she started drinking with one of the, she, and she usually never drinks. Never drink, she doesn't yeah. ever drink. But one of the other processors is like, here, this is what I do to like to cope, and... cope with this situation. So she starts getting drunk, and yeah, she's like, I can't work. Like I'm falling asleep or whatever. So yeah. yeah. So then that just is like, go teach him a le- her lesson. He goes and beats her up, almost like tries to drown her. It's, it's awful, awful. Yeah. So then she doesn't, she doesn't care though. Cause she'd rather be dead. Yes. Yeah. So you get that point. And so she laughs at him while he's beating her. So Michael got prompted. He's like, you need to go right now. So he goes, the Duchess is like, she can't, she can't see anybody right now. He doesn't mm-hmm. care. He pushes past the Duchess, gets in there, sees her. And he's like, I'm taking her right now. And then he asks her, cause every time he goes to see her, he's like, marry me, marry me. And she's always like, no, no, no. This time he's like, marry me. And she kind of half is half there. And she's like, yeah, like, fine. Sure. I think she says, sure. <laughs> so he carries her out, takes her to the chapel, has, gets married. Wait, why would, why did the Duchess let her leave? Cause she's almost died from yeah. the bodyguard. Oh. And she's beat, she can't work and she won't be able to work for a while too, because she's okay. like, she's bro- broken bone, like everything everything now she's costing them money you know got it so then she lets he just he and michael just carries her out and so he then he takes to the church chapel gets them married and takes her home so she's like out for a couple of days and she's still trying to recover and she's just like where am i and she's like take me back she owes me money like when she kind of comes to she's like i want my money and all stuff and she's kind of like and he's like I mean and before she's all healed it's been a few weeks right uh-huh. yeah. she's still yeah she's still healing and stuff and he's been taking care of her and like just you know super sweet Michael's the sweetest guy so finally she gets her strength back and she's kind of learning what he does and and she kind of wants to like she's kind of annoyed with she, him yeah like, she doesn't want to be a freeloader either though so he's yeah. like she starts to do some of the like chores right yeah so it? she like, starts helping food yeah, she starts helping stuff, but eventually she's like, she owes me money. I want to go back, so she starts. She leaves and she she's like walks away and starts to go back to the town. And he comes after her, 
and she's like don't take like you don't, don't take me, me don't yeah. touch me don't take me back. he's like listen if you keep going this way and he gives her directions he's like you can go back and walk this many like 19 miles oh my gosh <laughs> or you can walk one mile back and come back where there's shelter and a bed and food and he leaves it up to her like he's never forcing her to do anything yeah. ever which is so sweet he's so patient with her. he is so patient so she's a brat she I mean, is because she's broken she's so broken and she, she doesn't trust anyone she doesn't trust any men yeah. which i don't blame her at all she's okay. like he she's kind of looking at him like eventually you're gonna yes, take from me other, too yeah. like everybody what else what is yeah. your ulterior motive yeah, like, yeah. what do you blame want? her what do you really want yeah. yeah so she decides like that's a long walk uh i'm gonna go back so she goes back and over this time they start to build a relationship a little bit like still nothing has happened between them they are married but they kind of slowly build a relationship together, get to know each other a little bit. And everything's good. Like, she's kind of starting to open up. And then Paul comes, who is his, Michael's sister's husband. Her, his sister died. So he's with her widow. Michael's, Michael's sister. His got it. Okay. Brother-in-law. Okay. Comes and he's been a wreck because his wife died and he loved her. And so he's like, oh. he's a minor. He's a minor, and so that's not going well for him. <laughs> a minor for gold, not like yeah. a minor, like no, age not. wise. Oh. I was like, <laughs> wait, like, like a gold miner, so you know he's been around. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> he's been around for a while. He comes back and he's like, here, you can stay with us. You sleep in the barn. And he introduces him. Here's my wife. And he notices her. And sees her in his oh, wife's wait, clothes. He hasn't. She so Michael doesn't know her real name is Sarah. He only knows her by Angel, but he told her he wasn't gonna call her Angel, so he starts calling her Mara. So he's like, "This is my wife, Mara." Right? He comes up with There's names. so many names. So when did she get the name Angel? I was gonna ask that. That was her prostitute name. Was it from the beginning though? Yeah, from Duke. Um, Duke. It was from the Duke. Okay, okay. So when you're reading the book. It's like mostly angel or yeah. okay cool. Yeah. There was a point where I forgot what her name was actually. Yeah, um, they don't use it. They just use angel the whole time, and mm -hmm. she doesn't tell people her real name because she's like I don't know. only her mom knows. Only her mom knows. So, anyways, Paul's there and he sees her in his wife's clothes, which is the sister, because he had his sister's clothes with him. Michael had his sister's clothes. Lets mm -hmm. her wear it, and he's that threw Paul off because he recognizes her as a prostitute, and sees his wife's his dead wife's clothes on her body, and he just was like he hated that. So without Michael being there, when Michael's he like working stuff, Paul comes and talks to Angel and is like, "What are you doing here? And you know what you are? You're like yeah, dirty filth, and like you're just using and him. He, you don't belong. He, Michael doesn't deserve yeah. you, and like <laughs> saying all these terrible things to her. And he thinks that Michael doesn't know that she's a prostitute. At yeah, this point, right? Yeah, he thinks, <laughs> but freaking Michael knows. Yeah. yeah, and so he's trying to like he tries to tell Michael. And Michael's like, "Listen, I already know. Like, but I don't think." I don't think Paul really th knows that Michael knows the full story of it, even though Michael's like, no, I know. But he's like, no, and Michael, like, cuts him off. So Paul still, like, any chance he gets will, like, talk down to her and make her feel terrible. So she was, like, so jealous that Michael loves Angel. So he's, like, jealous because now he's, like, now you're coming between me and my brother, you know. You're, and uh, you're a terrible person yeah. to begin with, and I don't want you here, and I don't want you wearing my wife's clothes, yeah. and, like, all this stuff. So... All this growth that she's done over this time. It's been a while. Like, she started to feel happier. Like, she was smiling and stuff like that. And then... Yeah, because Paul... he takes her to, like, this special place. They see, like, the sunset together. It's just, yeah. like, they have he's... really sweet moments together. And he's slowly healing her. Yeah. She doesn't believe... He's teaching her about God and stuff. And and he's and she's like, I don't believe in this. Yeah, I don't believe in this God and all this stuff. And he's just, like, very, very patient. 
And so then... Wait, does he, doesn't he punch Paul? So Paul, well, then, I don't know when he does. When they're in the barn, they're like fighting about it and he eventually punches him and he's like, knock it off. Is it? I know it's in the movie. I don't know when it happens in the book. Okay. I don't know when it happens in the book, so I don't know. But he does eventually punch Just that he needs it. <laughs> but listen, so then... He's respecting his woman. He's yeah. disrespecting... But he, no, but he, I remember reading the book and he doesn't... She doesn't ever say anything no, to Michael. No, she doesn't. And so she just is enduring all this crap from Paul. And Michael's like, open arms to Paul because it's his brother, you know, his brother-in-law. And I, oh, that, that would made make me, me mad. so mad. But wait! <laughs> so Paul goes... Paul goes to... Back, he's like, I need to go to town. And he's like, oh, borrow my wagon and my horse. You can borrow my wagon. Oh. Michael's working. And Angel's like, I'm going to take me with you all. I'll go. I'm going to. She's leaving. Mm-hmm. Again, she's like, she feels like I don't. Des- he doesn't deserve me. I don't belong here. I, I need to go. I need to go get back and get my money. Yeah. So she goes with Paul. And Paul's like, fine, yeah. And he's willing to take her because he's like, I, yeah, I don't want you here either. I'm going to take you back. Yeah. Well, on the ride, he's like, well, you're going to owe me for this ride. Oh. Uh. <sighs> I hate him. I hate so him. So yeah, he makes her pay. And you just kind of feel because she's so past, like, she's kind of past that at that point. And you kind of, eat, the, the the author just does such a good job to, like, you feel that she's just kind of like, ugh. She doesn't want to. Yeah. Before, she's just so numb to it all. But this, she throws up afterwards because yeah. she feels sick yeah. about it. But she's like, it is what it is. And so, oh, this is when he finds it. So she goes back to town. She goes to town. Oh, that's right, that's right. Mm-hmm. She goes to town. Paradise, the place she used to work, is burned down. Duchess is gone. She cannot get her money back. Mm-hmm. They're gone. And some of her, her friends, friends died. died. And so that's really sad. Yeah. So one of the other workers who has a saloon or something offers her a job. So she takes it and she starts doing it again at this other place. Oh, this one appears parts. But doesn't she? She's like, okay, but I'm getting money up front. Yes. Like she's standing like, up for herself a little bit. I think it's like, did, what did she say, like 60 40 or something? Yeah. yeah. And she's like, and you pay me before and I get to hold it. You yeah. don't get to hold it. And yeah. he's like, okay. Like he's he's better boss than Duchess ever was. That's what I was thinking when she was with Duchess. Like, should have gotten it before. Every time, yeah. Well, she was like practically dying. So, like, she. <laughs> she's mentally. She couldn't negotiate. She, could, she mentally was so bad, so yeah. deep in the abyss of the darkness. But and, it's like, kind of sad because she's at that point again where she's like, this is all I can do again. Like, dang yeah. it. But she does have a little. But it's cool because you get to see she does have a different perspective yeah. about it. Yeah. So, even though it's the same thing she's used to and it's a little. Like her, she's just used to it. It's natural, kind of in her mind. But she still has. She now has a new perspective about it because of the experience she's had with Michael so far. Which still, nothing has happened with Michael no. and her. He's been so respectful. Nothing has happened between them. Well, yeah. So now she has respect for herself. Yeah, she's learning respect for herself. That's cute. So she's there, and oh, Paul comes back home, sees the look on Michael's face, knows instantly, and I think that's when he punches him. Yeah, right? I, think so, yeah. I don't know, but anyways, he's pissed at Paul. For all everything that he's done, oh, goes because she left his her ring, her there, ring right? on, yeah. this, on, the, on the on the on the scriptures. Oh, oh, on the scriptures, yeah. I don't know. That okay. might be from the movie. I'm getting it mixed up. But I, she leaves her ring. It's sad when he goes and he sees he it. sees the yeah. ring. He kind of knows why. He's like, she's still broken. She's not healed yet. She doesn't, he doesn't see it. Blame her. He does not ever mm-hmm. blame her. Like, oh, he's the best. And man. you feel sad for him, and you feel sad for her. Because yeah, you're like, he's yeah. trying so hard, and she's yeah. like, like she's so broken. She he's, won't let him in, but. And there's been times you'll see, like, he he pleads. Like, he's praying and he's pleading with God. And he's like, what Any can I do? Woman. Like, what? Oh, At yeah, there was point. one point. <laughs> one point, he's like, I 
like why why her like yeah. I want to be happy I want to have a happy marriage yeah. and this isn't working like there is a point where he kind of has a breaking point too but, but anyway he does love her he does time. so she when he goes back into town finds her at the salon, salon place and he's like do you want to get out of here and she says yes, yes. instantly as and she said when she sees him she's like Michael and he's like do you want out of here and she says yes and he punches everybody and gets out of there <laughs> like he fights and like gets because everybody's like whoa, whoa, whoa you can't take her and he's like this is my wife i'm taking her well, and it's he... such a cool like it's a cool moment yeah like, i'm chill i'm like it. a chill yeah, <laughs> so, like even when i watched it in the movie i was like they did not do that justice oh, like no yeah. like he's like a baddie like yes no. yes like they were all like he takes like several yes. guys off yes. <laughs> gets her out of there and takes her home and of course he's pissed but he's still so kind to her like he's never like mean to her or anything like that but takes her back home i think paul stays away now after all that has happened yeah. he stays away so anyways it's back to the starting point where she has to build again yeah. and they're well, having she, kind of, she was a little bit afraid because like she did she's only seen the sweet side of him she didn't know he could fight like, yeah it's like oh shoot and she's so used to being like abused by men like physically at um and so she's like oh he's gonna hit me next because i left but he doesn't Mm-hmm. So then they're healing and things are starting to get better a little bit. And she, at this point, she's now starting to like find him attractive. Like she's yeah. now kind of opening up to the idea, oh, maybe I want to be more intimate with him. And for her, that's going to be a whole traumatic thing she has to work through too. There's a trip that they take together. He has to go to a town to sell something or something like that. And on their way back, they find this family on the side of the road because their wagon broke down. Well, Michael, being the amazing guy that he is, they stay with them, help them fix the wagon. He's like, why don't you come and stay with us? It's going to be winter time or something yeah. like that. And, and you can't travel. Mom was pregnant. Oh, the mom was pregnant. And so he's like, just come stay with us. So anyways, they open up their, their doors, let them, oh. And they live in a house with one bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. So they, he's like, we will sleep. You're pregnant. You stay in the bed. You and your husband stay in the bed. We will sleep in yeah. somewhere else, in the barn or yeah, something Angel's like that. Yeah, like, what? Angel was not happy about that. <laughs> I wouldn't be either. <laughs> she yeah. was not happy, but he was like, you know, she think about her, and she's pregnant and all this stuff, and kind of a learning experience for and her. And they have, like, a bunch they, of kids. They have a bunch of kids, and they have a daughter yeah. who's younger, but she's beautiful and sweet. So sweet. And Miriam they... Miriam And so they're, over time... They're kind of building the, a little community. They learn, and Miriam loves Angel. And Angel's very abrupt. The second they meet, she's like, you know, asking her questions, and she's like, "I'm a prostitute," and yeah. blah blah blah. And she's very open with her. And Miriam, well, and it was partly to try to scare them away. Yeah, she doesn't want. She doesn't want to get her. She doesn't want to be judged. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't want to be judged for her past and everything. But Miriam's just like, "Oh, okay," and like, cool. it doesn't phase her at all. <laughs> and so Miriam becomes a friend of hers, and they she b- builds this relationship that she's never had before how old is miriam like 16 like yeah. she was in her oh teens. okay so she's not I'm, i was picturing like a little girl but it's no, like but there teenager. are little girls i think that younger they have their little yeah the little sisters and one of the little little sisters i think the youngest she loves her too like she starts hugging her and stuff and so like that's another thing like she's not used to like embraces and stuff but like yeah. everyone in the family has like a part of healing her as well like mm-hmm. the mom so elizabeth is the mom of all of those kids and she kind of becomes like a mother figure to her, her. as well so yeah. they all kind of have a part in like her growth yeah it's beautiful the change that happens there and miriam they become best friends so anyways over time she's getting better she's getting happier but then she realizes michael is saying something about like once they have a baby anyways they have the baby and michael says something about like wanting kids and like oh when are you guys gonna have kids and stuff well, we find out that Angel can't have kids because yeah. of what the Duke has ordered a doctor to do to her. Oh. The Duke took care of it. Took care of it when she was with the Duke back 
long time ago she got pregnant mm. and the duke is like i don't want this to ever happen again so they tied her down mm, and yeah. forced the doctor to take care of it so she would never get pregnant again so you didn't that's this is what we're talking about we're like it's finally getting yeah. better and then you get hit in the face with something awful and then you're like i thought it was over yeah. and then so of course then she starts feeling like she's not worthy of michael because she can't she can't provide what he dream. wants yeah, yeah he wants to have oh. a family so then she runs away again um, oh but so, wait wait before she runs away so okay this is so this makes me upset but miriam starts to like paul yeah kind of because yeah she kind no. of yeah. i didn't and know paul was still there why still is paul there so paul lives in a like a house nearby he builds his tessie's house or something right oh. uh-huh. but then they start building the, this family a house and then like in between both of their land so they live there so she starts to like him he starts to like her but she kind of confides in angel and angel's like no 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 and so then she wants she's like well miriam's a good girl and she's beautiful and there's this one night where they're like together and um miriam dances with michael and so angel's like they belong together she's clean she's a virgin like she's like a good girl she can have babies yeah and she wants them to be together and so i mean and you can see her heart kind of breaks every time they're together she thinks they like each other they don't yeah she's she's misreading the signs yes she does i mean this girl like loves paul Okay, which how, makes no sense. Um, how old is Michael? Do we know? He's like 20, 20 something. something. Yeah. And how old is Angel at this point? Was she 19? Yeah, she was like 20 or 19. Or, okay. Or... Okay. I'm just trying to get a time frame for all this. And is Paul older or younger? I think he's younger than him. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think, he, I think he was younger than uh, Michael. So but... it's not like terrible that Miriam no. was And by the like time her. that he they kind of get together, it's like they're, it's not scene okay like cool yeah but in old old time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but um <laughs> <laughs> so she wants them to be together she thinks they belong together so when she leaves this is the third time she tries to leave so the third time she's like i'm leaving for good before she leaves she dances for michael right because at this point they've had yes. an intimate relationship and obviously he loves her and she does love him and she's dead, but and it's we know from his point of view, or like we know that he can see it in her yeah. eyes. He's like, she's gonna leave again. I can mm-hmm. see it, but she's trying to make this big he one can't last even night. Feel it. He, he can feel like, it. It wasn't the same. It wasn't the same. Like he's she wants to leave again, and so she so the next sad. day leaves leaves a note for him, and then she gives. Or no, she just gives Miriam the ring, her ring that he got her, and a note, and says like, "You belong together." So Miriam brings the note to him. And they're like, and Miriam's like, go get, go get her. And he's like, I, I'm not, she needs to come back on her own this yeah. time. And so he, <laughs> he doesn't go after her. So she, she's on the road and finds this older man who's trying to sell pots. Gosh, dang it. I know, but wait, so he's selling pots, right? Or pots or something. And, and he hasn't sold anything. Nothing. And she's like, if you give me a ride, or give me a ride. So he just offers her a ride to Sacramento. He's on his way to yeah. Sacramento. And I was scared because I was like, oh, oh he's going to take advantage of her. Yeah. But he doesn't. He's a good guy. And he he stops at these little villages where people are in tents and stuff trying to sell pots to make money. And she's like, oh, he's never. So she she's like, I can sell these pots. I know how to. I know how a guy thinks. Let me see if I can do it. he's selling nothing. He's not making any money. Mm-hmm. So she helps him. And she sells pots. And she gets kind of power. She feels empowered because she's she able is. to do something else and get money for it. Mm-hmm. And she's helping the old yeah. guy. And he gives her some of the yep. money. He's like, I wouldn't be able to sell it without you. So along their journey, they're selling pots and they're making money. And eventually she ends up in Sacramento where I think she's just, I don't know why she decides to stay there. Or he just, well, she's helping the town she was at before. It kind of burnt down. 
it was like not a thing anymore. So they went all, to, everybody pretty much moved to Sacramento. He ran into her and then they were helping each other, right? She was helping him in the shop and then she got a job yeah. making. I don't know. I don't know when that happened though, if that was this point or not, but. So she's, she's in Sacramento. She's in Sacramento. She's at a cafe eating and she's like, wow. And there's like no one in there and she's eating the food and it's not very good. And so the guy comes out, she goes, you need a cook. And he's like, yeah, we just lost our cook and did that. She goes, well, hire me. I'll do it. I'll cook. So she cooks draws a lot of attention turns the whole cafe around it's a popular place wow i don't even know how to say this next part so she's there and she's everything's great and she's on her own and she's like independent she's making money the cafe burns down oh. because duke found out she's there because yeah. he's there we saw her he's she's in sacramento it. yes Wow. We don't need to, I think, I don't know. Anyways. But well, he, said, he did tell Angel the reason why he ended up in the West is because he had told Angel, like, I'm going to find you. Yeah. Duke, come with me. Doesn't even give her a choice. Forces her. Because yeah. he's like, your, your buddy, you're the owner of the cafe. He's like, we could, we you could know, kill him. we could kill him. So she's like, it goes. Because so she wants to not to kill the, the owner of the cafe because he's threatening the, the owner, this good guy who yeah. helped her, you know, get a job and all this stuff. And he has pretty much like, she literally is being forced she does not she says she doesn't like want to but he literally forces her mm -hmm. and she's on lock like guarded mm -hmm. while she's back in the it's the first night there yeah. she's back in the place sees little girls there working for Ugh. him so one of them is her maid right one of cherry. them is her maid cherry mm -hmm. and then there's another girl that he she sees and he gets her he gets her all dressed up and he's like hey you have to come and perform tonight so he there's a stage there's a whole show going on there's a lot of a big crowd in the audience and okay, he forces her to come out and in her head, she's been praying the whole time. Like, she's like, okay, listen, if you're there, like, you know, help me. Help me. And in her head, her, I think she hears her mom say, like her mother's voice, like say, just tell them tr the truth. So she yeah. has a chance to be in front of everybody. So he, she's singing the song, she's singing the song and the Duke, this is in the book, I think this is different from the movie, but so she's singing the song and that guy starts singing, but then remember, he's like, that's not what you're supposed to be singing. So the Duke came out on stage to like try to get her to sing whatever it was. And then that's when that guy, what is he, a lawyer? I don't know. I don't remember. This guy. Who knows? Yeah, he's like a good guy. He's like a good guy. The guy comes up on stage and he's like, you cannot take her. Like he's, because he's been trying to catch the Duke for a while, like trying to figure out. And then he was like, I can help you. And then and she's, she's like, okay, but then that's another thought comes in her head her mom's voice again to, like to help the little girls and she's like and that's when she starts spilling out he prefers little girls there's two little girls upstairs and she goes and gets the little girls and then at this point also, there's a lot of yeah, chaos happening but they see like, her bringing two girls yes. out they're like what he has two girls and so they are attacking now they don't want they're going after the duke yeah and she's leaving with the two girls and this guy yeah she doesn't even know she doesn't know this guy but he pretty much is like her guardian angel at this point like and helps her scared of him for some reason yeah right? yeah i'm not sure he's like a powerful guy i was gonna community. say <clears throat> he must have like influence with the law or something. yeah he's a powerful man in the community that's all i remember then so she escapes they chase after the duke don't they hang him yeah. They freaking hang oh, him. Thank goodness. Justice deserved. Oh yeah. my gosh, for that guy. Awful, awful, awful. Well, he goes, she goes to live. Those three little girls go. Oh, they go live with that guy. He brings them. It's like raining and they're running away. And, they and get he has a wife house. and a daughter. He's got a wife and a daughter. So he was only there because he was trying to get the he Duke. He was trying to get the Duke. He wasn't there for any other reason. And so it just like, that's what, so like pretty much like God provided a way for her, right? Yeah. And so they got there. Um, he's like the wife. They 
get them all cleaned up. They have their own little bedrooms. The little girls eventually get adopted, and she stays there, and she becomes really good friends with his daughter, Susanna, and then they get that idea. So they come up with an idea to create like a school and a safe place for girls who are sold into prostitution or girls who need to start to come learn skills to be educated and have a place to stay that's safe. It's all girls only. And they just give them an opportunity to create a life other than Mm -hmm. prostitution or whatever it might have been for them just so that they can learn how to provide for themselves. So she creates this whole school Mm -hmm. and she's gone for three years. Wow. Yeah. To do this school and to get up and running and it's successful. It's doing well. And one of the days, Paul is there. Paul comes into town, sees Angel, and follows her to this house. And they have this conversation, and he apologizes. He thinks thinks she's prostituting at first. Oh. Like, he thinks she's back into her business because he had heard something about, like, the house. Oh, the house. Oh, oh, yeah, she lives in the... I think he just went looking for her. Yeah. Wasn't that it? He was just because... Oh, because Miriam told him to go find her. Yes, because she was mad at him. And when she found out, like, this, like, you can help. Like, I know she's out there. And so he goes to find her. And somebody had said, well, she runs, oh, Miss Angel or whatever, she runs this house. And he was like, she's a prostitute again. I knew it. Yeah. And so then he's like, <laughs> yeah. So he's like, I knew Miriam and Michael were wrong. And But then he walks in there and sees mm-hmm. this girl's learning and, yeah. like, all this stuff. And so then they have this conversation where it's just them two. And he does apologize. Yeah. He apologizes and he's, like, emotional about it. And she, based off of the conversation they're having, she assumes that Miriam, Miriam's pregnant. She finds out Miriam's pregnant. She goes, oh, well, Michael must have had to build an add-on for an extra room. And he's like, Paul's like, why? Why would he need to build on? She thinks Miriam and Michael got married and had a baby. And so he's like, no, Miriam's my wife. And she's like, oh, and he's like, come back to Michael. I will take you. I'm leaving tomorrow at this time come with me I'll take you back he, he loves you and he's, he's waiting for you waiting, yeah. he's been waiting for you this whole time okay. they resolve their whole conflict together she finds out that information and she's like well I can't leave you know and she decides I need to go back I need to go back so she goes back with Paul all the way back to where they were staying in the house and Michael's surprised to see her and they're reunited and they miss go is that what she's saying clothes off remember yeah so weird yeah. this part's really weird and i didn't get it in the book i, I this part and the other time when she's dancing and she's like dancing naked yeah. out in the film <laughs> weird I, I don't get that but this part she sees him and as she's walking towards him like she like, takes off all her clothes and walks towards him like isn't there other people around? it was like i don't know if they were trying to do like symbolism that like she's leaving her past life behind her and, like, like here i am she it pretty was... much says like i'm here i offer myself to you kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it is weird. I think you're like it's weird, but it's so sweet. Yeah, like, I don't know. because he's, like, he's been waiting, and this whole time, like you are seeing like what's happening with like on the farm, and you're like, oh. he's just yeah, his heart is broken. So yeah. we see his point of view too during kinda, that time. Oh, you don't like you don't you kind of just know what's happening. Oh, like, okay. I don't know. Um, I, can't I don't remember. <laughs> We're great at story retelling. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Anyways, so she's there. They get reunited. They love each other. They're both just so happy. And we fight at the end of the book. This is what got me at the end because I just am sobbing at the end mm-hmm. because she she's a new person now through all of her journey. Like she's completely changed around. And I love that it was her decision to come back. And he was waiting for that. Like he oh, knew. Yeah. It. I remember. Okay. Good. <laughs> so at the very end, it freaking fast forward several years and you find out 
she's had children. She was able to have kids. Wow. And so they, they grow up old together on the farm and had all these children and they just paints their life, like the kind of life that they've had. And I'm just like sobbing and I'm like, oh my gosh, they've had a happy ending. Yeah. And her whole life has changed around just because he was, Michael was willing to listen to the promptings and like go through with it and have patience. And she was able to learn her value and get a relationship with God and like develop all of that. And it, the, the whole message throughout all of that, even as awful as it is, is so beautiful and it's so powerful. And the way she writes it is just yeah. incredible. It's like, I was sobbing at the end. Did I you cry? Too. I did. I did, especially cause I was just looking again, like what he put on her marker. On her gravestone? What yes, did he say? He said, let me Stop. I know. No, it was so sweet cause she, they live a good life, but she says they'll fall in love. God raised her up an angel. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, but like that's the whole thing. Yeah, Yeah, because she thought she was just trash, like dirt. Like she wasn't worth worth anything. anything. Life's terrible. There's nothing good in life. And there was a point where she just wanted to be dead. Yeah. Oh, man. She learned like self love and like to be able to love people, you have to love yourself first, you know? And then like. Beautifully said, man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's just, I, I, yeah. I mean, it just pulls your soul out, crinkles it up steps on it yeah and then it's just a healing process for her and it's just so beautiful beautiful story manny at the end we always ask three questions and we rate them on a scale of one to five uh with hearts okay so (laughs) one being awful five being amazing so the first part is the overall story the plot the whole overall story what do you what would you give out of five on the hearts um I feel like I've never done this before, so I don't want to give it a whole five. Probably <laughs> <laughs> like a four. I, I okay. really liked it. I, I I loved the way the story went, and it really flowed, and you know, it just kept me captivated the whole time. So, it did. There's yeah. points later on where oh, you're like, like four point five. Okay. okay, that's good. Yeah, like, I can do don't that. want to do a five yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think there because she doesn't reveal everything that's happened to her in the past that comes at random points, and you're oh. not expecting it. Yes. That was well done because you're like, <gasps> like literally, I just gasped yes. out loud and I just think the way she mapped that out made it interesting the whole time so there's just you're just like mm, yeah you're on an emotional roller coaster from the second you start it mm-hmm. and with everybody you kind of like even with like you realize why Michael didn't want to pursue her at first because of his dad like you know they mentioned that thing in the back of the book about his dad so they go into a lot of detail but yeah so Michael I guess we didn't talk about Michael's past either but he has a past as well yeah. and that's revealed throughout too just um, read the book. Just read the book. You'll get all of that. So yeah, four point five. That's good. I would say I'd probably give four to four point five. Okay. After you hearing the Shannon, what do you think? Well, I don't know. Oh, well, you don't have to. <laughs> it vote. just makes me really sad. So like, I'm only thinking of the the sad parts, but like, I do like the whole arc of her like finding herself outside of Michael. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, and that was like he's like that was why he didn't chase her the last time because he's like no she has to find who she is or otherwise she's right. gonna keep running away. You know, yeah, that's cute. All right, I so yeah, probably would have chased her. <laughs> <laughs> Get back here. Okay, that was the plot. So now we talk about the love story, the development of the love story, of the love arc, or the relationship. What do you think about that? I loved their relationship just because it was so sweet and it was so tender. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, that's what everybody wants, like that yeah. love, that sweet, patient, that devotion person. too. Yes. Yeah, so. Yeah, 
Um, so like 4.5? You give it 5? Let's do 4.5. Okay. <laughs> I would also, I'd say a 4.5 just because it's just, and I feel like we didn't do it any justice here, but in the story, when you see those those moments Moment, and the conversations yeah. that they have and like, it is beautiful. I, I do think the you see the growth over time and is it's laid out so and wonderfully. She helps him too. Like we're yeah. like, I think, cause he's got some trauma with his dad too. So, but like she helps him kind of like heal himself too. So it's, they help each other yeah so definitely 4.5 for me okay and then the last one is the ending for me i think the ending is like the very end because i'm very picky with endings so i'm like we have to add that as a marker for us to judge how would you how do you like the ending i mean i loved it obviously because i'm like sad the whole time and i'm like yes here it the moment we've been reading this whole sad book for (laughs) here it is yeah when like it was revealed that she had was had a baby i was like (gasps) Oh yeah. my gosh. Yes. yes. I mean, cried. first you were happy because he was like, I just want you. I don't care about a baby. I want yeah. you. So you're like, oh my gosh, yes. And then a baby. Oh yeah. My, yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, for me, that, that was a five. That's like, a yes. five. I would say I am very hard on endings, yes. but I bawled my eyes out. I would say 100% a five yeah. for this one because I don't know what it did to me, but reading the story and seeing this whole journey of her whole life and then ending with them at the very end, like that being old and having lived this life, like put into perspective like my own life too and I just was I had a moment I don't know what was happening in my head but like I was sobbing and just thinking of life as one whole like yeah just I, I don't know what it did I to me it does make you think like yeah. just thinking about life in general and like what you want to do with it and like what do you want to have at the end of all they're of it like and, old yeah and that, yeah like, that was the important part yeah. yeah so I sobbed I just think I don't it was like a page and a half of that whole last like yeah. recap at the end and I'm like oh what and then it just it hit me I don't know what it was but I would it's say a it's a fine it's yeah. a beautiful ending it's so good and they deserved it they deserved all, all of it Ugh, man I yeah I don't usually read these stories like Shannon said like they affect me like I live these stories when I read them and so I was I was really <laughs> in it and it just was traumatizing it was for me. traumatizing for her because she even told me I don't know if you want to read it yeah, I did. Like, I was sad for a few days. And I was. Like, I know, but I really want to read it. Manny, so. you like that stuff, though. You like reading funny. all the... You like reading the doom and gloom and... <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I do want to have you back to do, like, a more happy story. Because okay. honestly... That, was, that one was really dark. <laughs> it was really sad the whole time. Yeah. That sounds good. I like it. Yeah. yeah so would you... I, yeah, I think I'll read it. I'll end up reading it, but I have to be in a good mindset because, like, shoot. Yeah. yeah. You have to be You have to be mentally, like, prepared. prepared. Yeah. I was not. I think that's also a reason why it took mm-hmm. me. Like, it hooked onto me, and I was like, where am I going? Because, <laughs> I, because like, I just wasn't, I just, I didn't know. Like, I was dumb. I was like, oh, lots of reviews. Amazing. And I don't yeah. think I read much into it. And then I was, like, freaking went was taken on a journey and I was just like what I don't usually listen to that kind of stuff I don't even watch the news like I don't listen to any of that so for me to like get hooked into the story and to feel it like that's true must be a good story since you liked it so much and it was so depressing it's it's so depressing but because there's such beauty in it like it's worth I would say it's worth the read wow Wow, what a magical sure. moment. <laughs> Manny, thank you so much for doing this thank with us. It was so fun. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time when we'll share another romance novel with you where you can decide if it's worth the read. Bye. Bye. Bye.